Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I am your host, David Castle, a.k.a. Homage the Lion Killer, a.k.a. Jeffrey Donger, a.k.a. Who gives a fuck? Let's just get on with it. Today is the 31st of December, 2020, New Year's Eve. Hope y'all got some big parties to go to tonight. Lots of alcohol and drugs to consume. And good times to be had. Uh, I hope you had a good Christmas. Mine was all right. You know, hanging out with the family and stuff, exchanging gifts. And uh, yeah, that was good. Definitely a weird Christmas. Mm, Keeping family away from each other. I think that's a big part of what's happening with this COVID thing. Ah, Let's not get into that, though. Uh, Hopefully you had a good one and hopefully next year is better. A lot of people are calling for a better 2021 than 2020. I don't know how realistic that is, honestly. I think we're just in the beginning of this bullshit new system, the great reset that they're trying to do to us, but it doesn't hurt to be optimistic. Hopefully it is better, Uh, but hoping only gets you so far, don't it? Eventually you got to do something. Eventually you got to make a change. Civil disobedience, that's what I'm calling for. We'll see if that ever happens. People are pretty... I don't know, what's the right word for it? Docile, sheepish. Anyways, New Year's is a time to reflect, and 2020 gave us a lot of news stories to think about and consider. Uh, The world has been completely flipped upside down, so we'll do a little timeline later and and go over some of these events, and I'll kind of give you my perspective on them and what I think for what it's worth. Before that, we will do a little bit of COVID update stuff because there's a, been a lot going on with that. There always is, at least nowadays. And uh, so on and so forth. So, hope you had a great Christmas. And I hope you have a good night tonight. Be safe. You know, don't crash your car. Don't drive too drunk. Watch out for the cops. Other than that, and that's all I have with that. Oh, but, you know, I got a question. What happened to the big Thanksgiving outbreak? Didn't they say that everyone was going to die because too many people were traveling for Thanksgiving and hanging out with their family and stuff? We never saw that. Just like we never saw the big outbreaks from the MAGA rallies and all that stuff. And, of course, the TikTok nurses are back in action, dancing it up in their supposedly overrun hospitals. Ah, what a slap in the face to anybody who with half a brain. But thankfully for them, most people don't have half a brain. I guess they're operating on more of like a quarter brain. Because most people just don't see through this stuff. I don't know. I think more and more people are starting to see what's up every day. But there's still so many people who are just going along with it. And that is a problem. But what can you do except try to get them to understand? But the problem with trying to make people understand and telling them what's going on is... They're going to be resistant to it. That's just the way people are. Benjamin Franklin talked about this in his autobiography a long, long time ago about how you can get people to move over to your side when you disagree on an issue. And the way you do that is by making that person believe that they discovered that thing for themselves or they came to that conclusion or that thought process alone and without you telling them to think that because everybody is – like naturally resistant to being told what to think. So you got to almost trick them into believing that they thought of something themselves and that it's all organically done in their own mind. And this is a basic tenet of advertising and marketing and um, just the way 
just the way shit works. People don't want to be told what to think. They want to feel like they discovered it for themselves. So it's very difficult for someone who has a completely different worldview than the general population to get everybody to switch over and come over to their side, especially when you take into consideration things like cognitive dissonance and just the constant media programming that's done by fucking like everywhere, you know, (laughs) the man, just the psychological warfare is we're completely immersed in it. It's everywhere on the TV. It's on your phone. It's on the social media. It's even when you go into stores and stuff, you have all these signs and stickers saying, be afraid, be afraid, put your mask on. We're all in danger. So the likelihood of the, the masses waking up to what's really taking place is extremely unlikely. Unfortunately, but thankfully you can know what's up. You know, you can do your own research and know for yourself. That's good for something, right? I always thought so. Might be lonely, but it's something. At least you know. So, uh, with the COVID stuff, man, where do we start? Where do we we begin? Now, I'm sure you've seen the video of the nurse who just got the vaccine. It was somewhere in Tennessee, I think, Chattanooga or something. Yeah, I believe it was Chattanooga. She just got the vaccine and she's doing a press conference and she's talking about how awesome the vaccine is and how everyone should take it and how she's so stoked to have gotten it and and so lucky and this and that. And then, and then she starts saying, Oh man, I feel kind of dizzy. And then she collapses and she faints right on live TV while she's giving a press conference. And it is just the most hilarious thing. So ironic and just fucking classic. Uh, who knows if that was real? You know, some people are saying that this lady died, and it, it's the internet. Who knows? Who knows what's really going on? I just got a big kick out of it. I think maybe I played it last show, but man, I just love that shit. And I remember talking about last show too, how one of the first people in England to get the vaccine was a ninety-year-old woman, ninety-something. I think she was just ninety. And I, I just got to thinking about that. Like, there's no way that they let a 90-year-old woman get the first experimental mRNA vaccine, something that's never even been tried before. There's no way they let her get this thing on live TV. What if she had an adverse reaction? What if she passed out and died? I mean, any number of things could have happened that would have messed up the whole rollout of this thing that they have so much invested into. I mean, obviously, they want everyone to take it. It's the big saving grace of this pandemic, supposedly. Obviously, If you've been listening to the show for any time, you know that I don't think that, and there's no way I'm getting it. But that's what they're pushing to the general public, and, uh, you know, they really have this whole PR campaign surrounding this thing. And the, the idea that they would give it to such a vulnerable person on live TV, the first one, is just ridiculous. There's no fucking way. That's how you know it's just part of the PR stunt. And, of course, you know, a bunch of videos are surfacing about people getting fake vaccines and the little syringe like depressing into the thing so they're not actually being injected with anything. Or it could be just sterile water, like a a saline solution that's not the vaccine at all. It's just salt water. There's any number of things that they could do to make it seem like someone's getting the vaccine. You know, there's just something fishy is going on with this shit. That's all I'm trying to say. And, of course, Trump is pushing it. That's his big thing, Operation Warp Speed. So everyone thinks that Trump is, is going to save us or something. I'm very suspicious of this guy for, for many reasons, but 
the vaccine is a big part of it. Now, uh, Dr. Gates, Dr. Bill Gates, says that the lockdowns could continue into 2022, and he believes that restaurants will be closed for the next six months. Now, first of all, I'm just kidding. Dr. Dr. Gates is not a doctor at all. He he has he probably doesn't even have a fucking CPR certification. The guy has no medical training whatsoever. The fact that he has somehow risen to this position of power to dictate to the masses what we should do uh, and, and how we should respond to this pandemic is completely ridiculous. It, it's just because, fuck, I don't even know what this guy is. He's just a front man for this fucking beastly group, this Illuminati-ass motherfuckers. But for some reason, we're all listening to him, and he gets to come on TV every day and tell us what to do and and how we should take his vaccines and stuff. And we're all listening to him for some reason. I don't fucking know why. He doesn't. He's not a doctor. Dr. Gates is not a doctor. But yeah, he says the lockdowns will go on all through 2021. So that's why I'm kind of skeptical of, of everyone being like, ah, oh, 2021, 2021, everything's going to get better and go back to normal. I'm not sure that's going to be the case, unfortunately. So this is an article from the Daily Mail. It says Bill Gates offered his predictions during an interview with CNN on Sunday. It came as the U.S. set new records for new cases, hospitalizations, and deaths over a seven-day period. Now, that's every day, they say. New record, new record, new all-time high for how many people died. Ah, this pandemic. First of all, there isn't a pandemic. There's a case-demic based on a faulty PCR test that gives out false positives left and right. And anybody who dies from any number of things is labeled as a COVID death because hospitals get more money for it. Plenty of doctors have spoken out about this. And uh, if you're a doctor or a nurse and you're seeing this type of shit go down and you're not speaking about it or speaking out about it, then you're, you're a douche and you're complicit in this massive hoax. <sighs> not saying that people aren't getting sick and that there couldn't be a virus out there that makes people sick. I'm just saying that this thing has been politicized and used as a tool to change society. And uh, it's not as severe as we're being led to believe. And if you do any research into the alternative media, uh, into what's happening here, you would know that. But unfortunately, a lot of people just, fuck, a lot of people just, who knows what they do, man? I don't even know what the fuck people are thinking. It's crazy. They're just believing what they see on TV, which is the worst thing you could possibly do. Anyways, he says, sadly, the, the next four to six months could be the worst of the epidemic, Bill Gates says. Uh, he went on to signal support for coronavirus-related business restrictions, so that's great. Bill Gates wants you to shut down his business, your business, and uh, we should listen to him, right? <laughs> Bars and restaurants in most of the country will be closed as we go into this wave, and I think, sadly, it's, that's appropriate. He doesn't give a fuck. Gates said he thinks the U.S. will become more normal by summertime after a vaccine is rolled out. He also expresses optimism about Joe Biden's incoming administration. Oh, of course he does. Joe is just the greatest. Anyways, I'm not going to re read this article. Who gives a fuck? Of course Bill Gates is going to say that. He's been the big fear-monger of this epidemic, always on TV wearing the same sweater vest, like same sweater combination. Who knows if this guy's even a real person? He's probably just an automaton hologram. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Some people have said that, though. Make a compelling argument. 
Anyways, Dr. Gates says that another year of the pandemic. Big fun, 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 2021. Begs the question, what's really going on with this? If you've gone this long, it's been about nine months, over nine months since we've been into this, you know, a whole year if you take into consideration when the virus actually started and the stuff that was going down in China and all that. But if you still think this is simply a response to a virus with basically the same symptoms of a mild flu, then you're, you're living in a fantasy world. And if you think that the government response to this is the most logical, best thing they could have done, then you're an idiot. I mean, there's no other explanation for it. You're brainwashed. You're, you're, you believe the propaganda. You're a mind-controlled sheep, and that's, that's that. Because any person with, with half a brain who could think for themselves even for a second could see through this shit. But unfortunately, most people don't see that. Luckily, a guy in Washington did. A Washington sheriff. He said, don't be a sheep. Washington sheriff voices support for restaurant facing shutdown and their $100,000 fine. Sheriff Rob Snazza posted an interview on Facebook on December 23rd where he questioned the signs behind closing dining in Lewis County and voiced his support for a local restaurant that in the midst that is in the midst of a standoff with the governor. You know, shout out to all the restaurants and the and the bars and gyms and stuff who are resisting this. You know, you guys are the real you're the real OGs. The real ones. Spiffy's restaurant in Lewis County, Washington is now facing over $100,000 in fines as a result of allowing indoor dining, Ooh, which is currently prohibited in the state. The restaurant has been in business for nearly 50 years and faces the threat of shutdown if it can't continue its business, according to the Chronicle. The statement comes days after Spiffy's, Spiffy's faces a hearing in Lewis County Superior Court after the state uh, State Department and Labor Industries sought a restraining order against the business. LNI spokesperson Tim Church told the Chronicle it brings it into a whole other realm. If they continue to be open, we can make a motion for contempt of court. As the Chronicle notes, continuing to offer indoor dining in violation of the court order is considered a gross misdemeanor, punishable by $10,000 fine and up to six months in jail. It could also result in a contempt of court charge, which is a criminal charge. In order, the order notes that LNI has a clear legal right to enforce the requirements of the Washington Industrial Safety and Health Act and the rules promulgated thereunder. So, you know, they're just doing their job. It's the law. Fucking idiots. Pro- protesters and supporters are expected to rally outside the courthouse the day of the hearing. The ban on indoor service and dining has been hurtful to our community. Now, I had a a friend who was visiting from, actually, it was from Seattle, and she was saying that they haven't been able to go inside a restaurant or a bar for this whole time. And that was surprising to me. I was unaware of that because in Nevada, they've been somewhat lenient on what you can do. I mean, it's still some totalitarian, tyrannical shit that's going down, but it's not as bad as some places. Like, the the more liberal the state and the city, the worse it is, for whatever reason. Um, but that's the way it goes. So she came down here and we were like chilling at the bar. She was just blown away seeing people without masks, drinking, having fun. And, uh, this is our new normal that we're going into. So the, uh, 
The sheriff says the ban on indoor service and dining has been hurtful to our community. Our economy is being shut down because our governor has elected to determine who is essential and who is not. And really, who has that? It seems that the people that have the paycheck are the ones that are determining who is non-essential. He concluded that we need to stand up as conservatives, as Republicans. We need to stand up for our constitutional rights, and we need to say enough is enough. Allow our people to go back to work. The data does not make sense. When I say don't be a sheep, I mean don't be a sheep. I mean listen to yourself, check the facts out for yourself, and make your own decisions. So there you have it. You know, at least some cops are out there on the side of the people. But there's only so much power that they have. Who really has the power? I mean, how does that stuff really work? They say the people have the power, and that's why they work so hard to divide us and keep us from uniting. We're always trying to distract us, to... to get us all doped up on the Soma, on entertainment, on all these different things to make us not notice the reality of the situation that we are in. And take take into consideration the businesses that they closed down. You know, that nobody in the government lost their job. Nobody in Congress lost their job. The governor didn't lose their job. Nobody in the state legislatures lost their job. They weren't affected one bit. They get paid either way. But they're going to make these rules saying that the regular working class guy who actually benefits society, who actually does things and provides a service to to their fellow citizens, uh, they're going to say that you can't do business and that you're the bad guy. And if you don't do what they say, they're going to steal more of your money you, using the threat of violence because they have a mop, monopoly on violence. The, the government does. That's the way the government works. If you don't listen to them, they send their goons in to get you, and they lock you up. They they kidnap you, and they hold you against your will in a cage. I mean, that's what happens if you don't pay them. So the government is the biggest gang, the biggest, the biggest fucking assholes, <laughs> and they're such hypocrites. And just ugh, it's just so out in the open since this COVID nineteen thing. Ugh, it's disgusting. And another thing is the people who are in support of the lockdowns and they're super strict about the masks and they support the government for what they're doing and they believe people like Fauci and they just refuse to look at anything in the alternative media or to even think about things for themselves for like two seconds. These are the people you have to be worried about because the government only has so much power. They can only dictate things for other people to do. They have to have people listening to them and they have to have like their little, their pawns and their, um, you know, like, like their soldiers to carry out what they say. Otherwise, they're completely powerless. They themselves can't go around enforcing the mask mandates and, and uh, you know, telling businesses to shut down and all this. There isn't enough of them. There's only so many people in these higher echelons of the government. And it, well, I think this is, goes far beyond the government. I think there's the shadow government that's really controlling this and, and the secret government with their own agendas. But just, you know, looking at it from simply the government perspective, they need people to go along with what they're saying and to be like the the useful idiots and the followers and the, the mindless order followers who will do whatever they say. And unfortunately, there's always been that segment of society willing to take orders and do what they're told in exchange for a paycheck, of course. Nobody's going to do it for free. 
But if you look into the history of it, you know, this is the same thing that led to the rise of the Nazis. Any like totalitarian, super oppressive government that went on to murder a lot of people, it was only done with the help of people who were following orders and people who were willing to carry out these immoral acts in exchange for maybe a higher status, uh, some money, you know, whatever, any number of things. Um, But typically it doesn't take much to get somebody to side with the devil, for lack of a better term. So these are the type of people you got to be worried about. Same motherfuckers that would have been going along with the Nazis, that would have been all about Hitler. And yeah, well, you know, the Jews, they're they're bad for us. You know, they're, they're evil people. We got to lock them up and put them somewhere. We got to quarantine them. Uh, it's it's interesting to to recognize these similarities in history and in the different types of personalities that that carry out these roles because the human brain and human nature hasn't changed much at all in thousands of years and the way to control people psychologically is a science that's that's very well worked out and it's something that's known by the higher people in in government and beyond government who advise governments and and you know make them adopt their policies and whatnot. So um, yeah, there will always be that segment of po- the population, and it's a fucking bummer. And these are the types of people you got to watch out for. You know, be know who's in your circle because there might come a time where these types of people could turn you in or do something. You know, to fuck you up. And uh, it's it's something to take into consideration. Not everyone is your friend, even though they might act like it. Maybe even people in your own family. I don't know. I don't know your life. So, I don't know where you guys live. I live in Nevada, in Carson City, Nevada. Now, this is, uh, it's a smaller town. Population's about 55,000. Pretty nice place to live. It's beautiful, surrounded by mountains. And, uh, you know, not too much to do as far as, like, nightlife or whatever, museums and zoos and stuff. We don't have any of that. But we're very close to Reno, and they have a lot of stuff to do there when it's not COVID. Uh, And close enough to cities like Sacramento and San Francisco within... You know, Sac's like two hours away. San Francisco's five hours away. But since this COVID thing, people have been, there's been a mass exodus out of the cities because people are starting to realize that's not where you want to be when the shit goes down. It's too expensive. First of all, if you lose your job, you can't pay $3,000 for a studio apartment in San Francisco or maybe even more than that. Uh, So a lot of people are moving in here because they're able to sell their homes in maybe Southern California or the Bay Area Uh, get a bunch of money, and then move here, and then, like, rent a house, and, and, uh, fucking, and then buy a house here, so they're, the, the, it's caused the rent to go up everywhere, and they have this moratorium going on that, that Trump signed in, that says, even if someone is paying, not paying their rent, you can't evict them, so it sucks if you're a homeowner, and you're renting to somebody, but it's cool if you're a renter, and you, you don't want to pay your rent or you lost your job, you don't have enough money or anything. But the thing is, eventually this moratorium has to end. You can't do it forever. People can't not pay rent forever. 
And then what's going to happen once that ends? Because you're still going to owe all of the money that you owe for your rent, which will be tens of thousands of dollars eventually. You still got to pay the landlord. And then he'll be able to evict you. So eventually there's going to be like millions and millions of homeless people. And of course they're going to blame it on Donald Trump, which he is partially responsible. The whole government is responsible for all this stuff. Uh, it, but it's interesting to see what's going to happen with this moratorium. They extended it another month. So people got until January 31st. It says that, well, I'll read you this article. This is from, where the hell is this from? This is a local, actually, I'm not going to read you this one. I'm going to read you a different one. This is from Forbes. It says, and it's talking about the rental and housing markets. And I got to thinking about this because it's got to crash eventually. Just the fact that they're they're printing so much money. I saw a statistic today saying that 30-something percent of all money was printed in 2020. Now, that's a lot. It's only one year. And money has been around for a pretty long time. <laughs> and 30% of it has, has been printed, printed strictly this year. So there's... Massive inflation, uh, the value of the dollar is going way down. That's why it might be smart to invest in things like Bitcoin. Earlier this year, if you were to invest your $1,200 check in a Bitcoin, it would have quadrupled if you would have invested your first stimulus. Bitcoin's up to almost thirty grand right now. It's fucking insane. So, see where that goes. But um, as far as the housing market and rental... Rent's pretty high. So this is three predictions for the rental and housing market in 2021. Uh, Perhaps the only thing about 2020 is all the uncertainty surrounding us. Experts across the board are struggling to make predictions as to what recovery will look like post-pandemic. The real estate industry and housing market have experienced some of the biggest highs and lows of any sector. While home sale prices and activity have hit record highs in some areas, Landlords and renters across the country have been struggling to make ends meet despite federal legislation and private programs put in place for their protection. As of November, data aggregated from over 600,000 rentals in the U.S. shows a nearly 30% drop in rent payments received compared to the same period in March before the pandemic hit. While the federal and state legislation put in place as a result of the pandemic has been critical to protecting tenants struggling with widespread layoffs and income loss, an unfortunate side effect is that these regulations are inhibiting the natural course of the move-in, move-out, and eviction cycle that the housing and rental market would otherwise experience. My experience as a landlord, real estate investor, and founder of a company focused on property management leads me to believe we're dealing with un unnatural inflation of housing needs that the nation has never experienced before which could cause which could cause another housing crisis similar to the 08 housing market crash low vacancy rates are contributing to higher rental rates so let's use the fictional smith family as an example like many families the pandemic has caused them to reconsider the metropolitan home and they've decided to relocate to a more rural area for improved quality of life The Smith family sells their home easily thanks to low supply and high demand, with the intent to rent in their new town until they find a new home to purchase. The only issue? There are little to no rentals available on the market. In my hometown, hometown, the vacancy rate is the closest to zero I've seen in 30 plus years. And this is the same where I live. 
because the Smith family just sold their home in a desirable market, they have the means to pay premium rates for any rentals that do become available. What may normally rent for $1,500 per month is currently listed at $2,000 per month. The Smith family can afford this and takes the rental, which leaves another working class family from perhaps a less affluent area unable to afford the rent inflation and find a home. State-imposed eviction moratoriums have allowed tenants to stay in their rentals for nearly a year now, whether or not they are paying rent. This is helpful for renters struggling with income loss, but definitely a disruption of the natural eviction cycle. Units that would historically become available if a tenant could no longer afford the rent are now remaining occupied, having a cascading effect uh, that lowers vacancy rates dramatically. Even the most qualified renters are struggling to find vacant rentals. When eviction moratoriums are lifted, the rental market will change. Given the current state of the pandemic in the United States, it's likely that eviction moratoriums will be extended past their current December 31st deadline, and they have been. They've been extended to January 31st with the new stimulus bill. The new omnibus bill that has $25 million for Pakistani gender studies and $600 for you. As eviction moratoriums continue and vacancy rates remain dismally low, the lack of supply coupled with high demand will cause both rental rates and home prices to continue to climb. When eviction moratoriums are lifted and landlords begin to pursue eviction for non-payment of rent, it's not unlikely that we will see a housing market crash. Tenants who have been unable to pay rent will be tens of thousands of dollars in debt to their landlords who themselves may have been forced to defer or default on their mortgage payments. The rental market could be flooded with vacancies as supply re-enters the market, which means property values and rental rates could drop overnight. All of these factors could contribute to a drastic housing market crash. I mean, that's kind of crazy to think about, right? Uh, now, looking ahead, during the 2008 housing crisis, we saw homes lose 30% of their value, 401ks vanish, and hundreds of thousands of Americans lose their homes. It's nearly impossible to say what will happen when the COVID-19 dust settles, as the world has never faced a challenge quite like this in the past. Throughout 2020, our nation has struggled to find the balance between keeping Americans safe and healthy and keeping the economy safe and healthy. Uh, at the end of the day, in order for the housing market to return to normal, the natural cycle of turnover needs to return. This will require unemployment rates to drop down to closer to pre-pandemic levels so renters can pay their rent as they normally will. All of us in the real estate space will be watching the market closely to see how trends continue to unfold into this year. Into this new year. It is me. Whoa. Yeah, so, sorry, I just saw a weird picture. A weird picture of people in masks. So there you have it. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, logically. You have all these people who have this moratorium, and all a moratorium is is a, is a temporary pause on having to pay your bills, I guess. Uh, so might as well take advantage of it if you're you ain't making no money to begin with. And, you know, I mean, think of people in the lower statuses of society. And I'm not saying everybody who is on this moratorium is exploiting it. There are a lot of people who this is very helpful for and it should, they should have some assistance like this. But, you know, let's not forget that there are segments of the population who might be using this to their advantage and exploiting the system. Fucking doing drugs, chilling in their crack house, not paying any rent. Like, that's a dream come true for a lot of people. And you just spend all your unemployment on 
drugs, on crack, heroin, whatever your drug of choice is, meth, and just don't pay your landlord and he can't kick you out legally and you're fucking trashing the place and whatever. And then eventually, you know, dude can't pay his rent because he, or he can't pay his mortgage because he depends on you for his rent. And you're just chilling in there. You don't give a fuck about your credit or none of that shit because you're druggy, like whatever, you know? (laughs) Um, So I would say a lot of people would be exploiting this and, and using this to advantage. And then when, you know, homie who owns the house, the landlord hasn't been able to pay his mortgage for so many months, owes all of this money to the bank. The bank owns these houses that they can't sell because nobody has any money to buy a house because they don't have a job because the government said you can't work. It's just a recipe for disaster. So I would say, I don't know. I'm not in any position to give financial advice. I'm broke as fuck. But it seems like a housing crash is on the horizon and it would really suck to buy a house for half a million dollars right now and then next month or February 1st when the shit goes down it's worth 100,000 and you're stuck paying a mortgage on a $500,000 house when it's worth $100,000. I mean it's that's not complicated stuff. Pretty basic. But this could be the situation that we're in. I don't know. Unless you just sold your multi-million dollar studio apartment in San Francisco for for hella money and you just don't give a fuck, then do what you gotta do. I don't know, just something to consider. Man, but the rise of Bitcoin has got me kicking myself in the ass, bro. Fuck, man, I should have invested in that shit. Such an idiot. It's not too late, man. It's not too late to invest in cryptocurrency Uh, If you don't know anything about it, if you're not familiar with it, I know it's a confusing thing. I'm just starting to learn about it myself, and I find it to be very interesting. I think the whole idea behind it is cool. Decentralization, taking the government out of the money, and just having an exchange of value between private parties without there being a third party. Um, That's it in a nutshell. And there's a bunch of different altcoins other than Bitcoin. They call them altcoins, apparently. And... uh, there's all kinds of shit, and people are making money on these motherfuckers. It's a high-risk thing. Anything can happen. But uh, it definitely has the opportunity to make huge returns on your investment. Some people are saying Ethereum. Ethereum's the way to go. Some people say big, big gains. Who knows? I don't know. I put a little money into it. I think, I think it could be a good idea. But I, I don't see Bitcoin going down. I don't see it crashing maybe a little bit, but... I think more and more people are becoming weary of the government, and as the dollar loses power, these alternative forms of currency will gain value. And, you know, fuck, man. If you would have invested $100 in Bitcoin back in, like, 2011, you could have got, like, 10 Bitcoin, and now it would be worth, you know, 300000 Like, I don't know, the the... The return on some of these things is crazy. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen to everyone all the time. But it's still not too late. Then again, this isn't financial advice or medical advice. Don't sue me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, another thing. The masks. Obviously, we're all being made to wear masks. At least a majority of us. The masks don't work. They've been 
disproven by plenty of medical professionals, not the ones that matter, not the ones that work for the government, obviously, because they're being told what to say for a reason. It's a political gesture. It's a symbol of conformity and compliance to the government. That's all it is. And they could actually be making you sick. Now, there's this story that came out recently talking about the Spanish flu, and it's saying that Dr. Fauci recognized that more people died from bacterial pneumonia than they did from the Spanish flu. And another thing, the Spanish flu actually started in Kansas. It's it's a little known fact, but it was spread by the U.S. military during World War One, originated in Kansas, and uh, the military was all around fucking shit up and spread this disease around, got hella people sick with this flu that they blamed on Spain because it was first like discovered in Spain, supposedly, or they recognized it. Kind of like what they did with COVID-19, with uh, all of these outbreaks occurring near Fort Detrick, near a bioweapons lab, just so happens. And then all the the revolving door between this bioweapons lab, Fort Detrick, and a bioweapons lab in Wuhan, China, and also the military games in Wuhan, China, and then a big outbreak in Wuhan, um, that we blamed on China when it was actually in the United States before that. And that's becoming mainstream news right now as well. But who knows what the fuck's really going on with this virus. Obviously, people say it doesn't hasn't uh, met Coach's postulates, so it hasn't even been technically proven to exist. I don't know. I honestly don't know. There's Nobody really knows. Um, anything's possible. I don't know. I'm not claiming to know things that I don't know. Is there a connection to 5G? <clears throat> Why aren't we allowed to talk about that? There was also, ah, there's just so many different theories and, and stories you could put out there. Let's just all agree that the government's lying to us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, a lot of people are saying that the masks, in addition to not working and and cutting off from cutting us off from each other's facial expressions and this form of communication that we normally have. Uh, in addition to all that, they're actually making people sick and giving people back. Bacterial pneumonia. And the reason why is because people are using the masks improperly. We were never trained on how to use the masks. There might have been a couple articles here and there, but the average person isn't seeking that shit out. They're just going to their local corner store, buying a mask because they're told they fucking have to wear one, and maybe using the same one for months and months. You know? Uh, But these things, if you touch it once, you're supposed to throw it away. If you're following the proper protocol on how to, like, no germs or whatever, if you touch the face mask, you got to fucking throw it away. You should only handle it by the earlobes, ear loops, ear loops. Uh, you should only handle it by the ear loops. You shouldn't be adjusting it over you, your nose. It defeats the purpose of it. You're, you're using it improperly, and it's therefore not effective, and you're contaminating it. And, like, surgeons in a surgical setting, a setting they're they're not sweating in their mask. They're in an air conditioned environment. They're they're changing it like every couple hours. They're only touching it by the ear loops. They're doing it in the proper way. The average American, the average person across the world, has no fucking clue what they're doing. They're just doing what they're told, and they're not being told how to use the mask. So they're using them improperly, and this could be causing an outbreak of disease in itself. And doctors have come out saying that they're seeing an increase in bacterial pneumonia. And basically what that is, is you have um, these like viruses that are getting inhaled into your lungs because the, the a bunch of fucking little 
little motherfuckers are accumulating on the mask because you're wearing it. And so it's like all this fungus and bacteria and stuff is, is growing on it. And then you're re-inhaling it. And if you already have a weak immune system, this could go into your lungs and infect your lungs. And that's what bacterial pneumonia is. And it causes you to get sick. Now, I'm sure when someone gets bacterial pneumonia, they go to the doctor, they have COVID. It's not bacterial pneumonia. It's just COVID. You can take the PCR test, you got COVID. Uh, so you could blame it on that. But th- this is something that's being debunked in mainstream circles, but at least it's being talked about somewhat. And they always, they take the most extreme, like, conspiratorial outlook on it, and that's the one that they promote in order to ridicule it and 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 easily poke holes in it because a lot of the times people will jump to conclusions. They won't be objective about it. They'll just fucking associate shit with other shit that, that, that isn't there. And that makes it easy to dispute what you're saying rather than taking the logical approach and, and maybe going with a, a researcher who is very thorough and uses evidence-based, you know, logical deduction to, to come to conclusions uh, they instead go to the wild, outlandish claims that that things are are just you know I don't know super conspiracy like fucking reptilian shit. You know they jump to that conclusion and they want to lump everybody into that category to like refute and dismiss some very real concerns. That's why they always put like on the TV they always put the most ridiculous shit and just to demonize that category of people when there are very real concerns but they're they're going to like just blow it out of proportion and make it seem ridiculous and anybody who even thinks that a little bit is immediately lumped in this category you're going to be called a conspiracy theorist you're going to be called you know a flat earther fucking whatever reptilian shit and and this is all part of the psychological warfare that's taking place anyone who is doing real shit and and doing good work as a journalist, as a researcher, as a presenter is being censored right now. You know, that's just a fact. And this used to be, oh, the wildest conspiracy that the government could fuck with the internet and manipulate what you see and maybe shadow ban people and censor them. But now they're they're outright deleting YouTube channels, deleting Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, Facebooks, whatever, dude, any number of things. If you're actually doing real work, and uh, and promoting stuff and and, and kind of like cutting through the matrix that that is around us, then you're going to be censored. And I believe I've been being censored for years, well before all this shit went down. But uh, it, now it's just out in the open, and plenty of people who are like just doing fact based shit are being taken down. Ryan Ryan Christian from the Last American Vagabonds being fucked with hard. So is Spyro from Activist post and a lot of other people as well so i think there is a real concern with this bacterial pneumonia thing i don't think the masks do anything good whatsoever i think we should resist it i think we should not wear them and uh if if the store doesn't want you to do it or they ask you where your mask is say i'm exempt and if people try to give you shit for not wearing a mask just say listen bro stay six feet away don't talk to me. I'm exempt. I don't have to explain myself to you. Mind your own business. You know, you don't have to be a dick. You don't have to start a fight. I mean, start yelling at people, but 
go about your business. And the only way things are ever going to get normal is through some sort of civil disobedience. Otherwise, they're going to keep pushing this new normal society, the great reset thing, which is the new world order, global government fucking bullshit, ultimate government control. Uh, and and if people just keep going along with it, that's what's going to happen. That's the plan. It always has been the plan. And COVID-19 is just the catalyst to move towards that. Previously, it was climate change. And I think we're, we're going to see a resurgence of that with the Joe Biden pre- presidency. This is his number one issue is uh, climate change. And he has his Green New Deal that he's promoting where, you know, eventually, I think he said by 2050, he wants to be zero emissions. You know what that means? Zero emissions. First of all, it means austerity. Austerity is is another word for just everyone being poor and not having not having heat in their homes and not having the proper food and things like that. And you have to recognize that even food is a form of energy. So everyone's supposed to cut down on their energy usage. That means less meat. That's why there's been this big push to get rid of meat. Everyone, they want everyone to go vegan. Which, whatever, it's a lifestyle choice, do what you want, um, whatever you want to do, but if people want to eat meat, they should be able to do so, and there is a reason that they're demonizing it so so heavily. Because, you know, people who eat meat are kind of stronger. Then again, I don't know, I'm not a fucking dietitian, there's a lot of people who would refute that and probably shit all over me. They'll take a vegan shit all over my chest, a vegan Cleveland steamer, a vegan steamer. Sounds delicious. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, Joe Biden, dude, fuck that guy. Fuck Donald Trump, too. Apparently Trump is going to do some shit on the 6th. Some people think that there could be like Donald Trump really won the election and uh, he's going to take it home. And this is all part of the plan. You got to trust the plan. Trust the process. Trust Q. I don't know. He, he, they are having a big rally on the 6th. So there's a lot of people who believe that the, the election was stolen. And I think they have... They have good basis on that. In fact, we have a article here from Zero Hedge by Tyler Durden of Fight Club Fight Club fame. He says dozens of Republicans planning to challenge the electoral college results. Uh, at least 25 Republicans plan on challenging electoral votes during next month's joint session of Congress, according to a tally by the Epoch Times. You got 74 million Americans who feel disenfranchised, who feel like their vote doesn't matter. And this is the one opportunity that I have as a U.S. senator, this process right here, my opportunity uh, to stand up and say something, and that's exactly what I'm going to do, says Howley, who is a Republican from Missouri. I think that is. Maybe, wait. Yeah, somewhere. Uh, objections are filed in writing and must have support from at least one member of each chamber. If they do, they trigger a two-hour debate and a vote by the House of Representatives and the Senate. A simple majority in each chamber is required to uphold the challenge. So, you know, there's a bunch of Republicans, it's all Republicans, saying that the election was bullshit and a lot of people do share that sentiment and I think it does have solid ground to stand on. The mainstream news will say that these are baseless claims and, and there's no evidence of election fraud. But of course there is. There's always election fraud. There always has been. There always will be. And uh, of course the media is going to say there isn't because they are the election for the most part. You know, They're all part of it. They're part of the government. They're part of the fucking CIA. Pretty much. Um, 
So we'll see what happens. Either way, um, the resurgence, you know, it just there will be extra investments and in things like solar, wind, all that kind of stuff. So if you're looking to some, for something to invest in, I would recommend you read the Agenda 21 documents. You read the Green New Deal and see what um, what companies that, that provide these types of products are in cahoot with Joe Biden and his cabinet. Because they're going to get a shitload of money and the value of their company is going to go way up and you'll make a bunch of money. That is if you want to support that kind of stuff. I don't know. Some people would probably have a, a moral issue with doing stuff like that. I don't really give a fuck. Either way. Got to make money somehow, right? And if uh, investing in this green shit, that's the way they want to go with it. It's just is what it is, you know? That's why Tesla has taken off so much when they've like had no return. They've never made any money. But for some reason, they're like one of the most successful companies right now. It's such a mind blower that that this could be the way things are, but that's just the way shit works apparently. It's all the perception of the company, not what the company actually does. It's just what people think about it. <laughs> so they give them more money because they believe in them. And maybe someday they'll make money, but they've made no money. They get heavily subsidized by the government. Um, the former governor Sandoval of Nevada gave Elon Musk like billions and billions and billions of dollars to move Tesla here to manufacture his electric cars. And he's always been like late on his shit, but people love this guy, dude. The fascination with Elon Musk is just beyond me. I don't understand why people love him so much. They really think that this billionaire fucking scientist guy with such a sketchy story, I don't believe it one bit. I think he I think he's a, a tool being used by the military industrial complex. I think he was created as a front man for, for these different agendas. Um because if you look into his story, how he got all his money supposedly, it's all just very fishy. There's no way that he would have made this much money doing this kind of shit, especially when all of your business ventures don't make any money, but everyone just keeps giving you money because of your ideas. It's just that shit doesn't work like that, but apparently it does. Um, that's what, that's why you should be suspicious. And the same things with p- things like Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Like Google and all that. They, they all have ties to the CIA, to DARPA. And then they, they take these, uh, they give them these, uh, Front people to make it seem like it was all organically done. Some guy in his garage just tinkering around and and created the biggest surveillance tool in the fucking world. Yeah, just well, that's just a conspiracy theory. We're just we're we're led to believe we're led to be so naive and just so stupid and non thinking. Like like you people can't read between the lines or or think about things unless they're they only know what they're told. Um, what do I know? I'm a conspiracy theorist. Uh, this is another article by Zero Hedge going back to the vaccines. Sorry, I'm jumping around here. We've got a pretty unorthodox style, you could say. Uh, but this is how social engineers use weaponized psychology to push unproven vaccines. This was released on the 30th, so yesterday, by Ben Barty via the Daily Bell. In the coming months, a warp speed, unprecedentedly rushed COVID-19 vaccine will likely be approved and subsequently introduced to market. Whereas most vaccines take 10 or more years to develop at a minimum, 
a necessary precaution to screen for adverse reactions in human test subjects who receive them, the COVID-19 vaccines currently in development across the globe will likely make it to market in less than a year from the starting line. And they, they never done no animal testing with this either. They went straight to human testing, which you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to test shit on animals before. And that's a whole other moral issue as well. A lot of people think animal testing's fucked up. I kind of agree with it, but... I mean, if you want to save vaccine, you probably want to test it on other things and do the 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 for the full duration and not just push it on the public. But they don't give a fuck. Or maybe, maybe go out on a limb here. Maybe they already had this thing that they want to put inside everybody, and this whole testing and and rush development of it is just all a charade. Uh, when they already had this shit for years, and they just need an excuse to put it in everybody. I don't know. I'm just theorizing here. Uh, the monkey wrench in the pharmaceutical machinery, though, may prove to be widespread and rightful skepticism on the part of the public regarding the safety and or efficacy of the eventual vaccine. Uh, that people will be harmed by the COVID-19 vaccine once it is introduced to the public is inevitable. All vaccines, which rejigger the immune system to produce antibodies against the targeted pathogen, can cause adverse reactions in a small percentage of the populations that receive them. Even the safest, most thoroughly vetted ones. The scientific physiological reality is not disputed even by vaccine advocates. In fact, in the last 30 years, the U.S. government, using taxpayer money, has compensated victims of adverse reactions to vaccines to the tune of $4.4 billion. Now, I'm sure you know this, but the whole entire vaccine industry is immune to liability uh, they they have no liability for the products they put out, for the stuff they inject you with. And if you do have an adverse reaction, which has happened to many, many people, uh, the Gardasil vaccine being a shining example of that, um, the polio vaccine, giving people fucking cancer and killing them, uh, the government pays for that. So they pay out the, the fucking um, settlements for you. And so you pay for it. The, the taxpayer pays for it. And and the the vaccine company just keeps making money, hand over fist, just fucking all the time. It's amazing. The COVID-19 vaccine will be no exception in terms of the damage that it will inflict. In fact, because of the rushed nature of the vetting process and the proposed population-wide vaccination regimen, it will likely be far more destructive than previous vaccines in terms of scale. Despite the serious health risks assumed by taking a vaccine pushed so rapidly through the vetting process, some Americans will undoubtedly roll up their sleeves. Others, though, will not. Bad people. In fact, the number of Americans who hesitate to commit to taking the vaccine has been steadily rising since the novel coronavirus outbreak began. In a recent Gallup poll on Americans' willingness to submit to a COVID-19 vaccine, a mere half of the respondents said they'd be willing to receive the vaccine once it became available. The hesitancy on the part of the American public poses a potentially unforeseen dilemma for pharmaceutical firms and the cronies in government, which have spent billions developing these vaccines at breakneck speed. Now, the government gave these vaccine companies uh, all these billions for developing them, and then they're going to get paid again once they approve it because you're going to have to pay for the vaccine. Uh, And also, uh, something that is going to be making a lot of money is the transportation of these vaccines because some of them have to be fucking kept at like 150 below zero and and uh, transported in a very specific high-tech way. I talked about that a couple episodes ago. So there's a lot of money in the transportation of them. 
anyways, um, blah, blah, blah. The hesitancy on the part of the American public poses a potentially unforeseen dilemma for pharmaceutical firms and their cronies in government, which have spent billions developing these vaccines at breakneck speeds. How best to prod, cajole, shame, and otherwise manipulate the American citizenry into accepting the vaccine once it is approved by the FDA? Uh, We can already see several strategies at work in this regard. The PR campaign to promote COVID-19 vaccination is now approaching climax. So this is going into the psychology of it, of the PR campaign. It says humans are hardwired to seek inclusion in social groups. In earlier epochs, our survival depended obviously and heavily on the social groups to which we belonged. Although the material reality of life has changed dramatically for humans since the dawn of civilization, those social imperatives carved deep into our innate psychology have remained. Social engineers know and understand the basic desire for social inclusion and use it as a tool. Humans intuit the in-group-out-group dynamic. We are sensitive to lines drawn between insiders and outsiders and, whether consciously or subconsciously, modify our behavior to fit the mold of the inside group. If atomized outsiders can be convinced that the insiders in society get vaccinated, they are more likely to adopt conformative behavior as a result. You can glimpse this strategy at play in public campaigns to promote vaccination. Consider the following graphic from Healthy Newborn Network. So it's a a picture of black and white people. And it says, World Immunization Week, protected together, hashtag vaccines work. (laughs) Uh, Part of belonging to a social group is the protection of, or at least the performative mimicry of protection of vulnerable members of the group. We instinctively recognize and value this behavior in other members of the in-group, and in turn, they are held in higher collective esteem. In this way, group members who exhibit concern for the welfare of others gain standing and secure their position in the group. And this is why they they keep saying the, you're going to kill grandma thing, or we got to, I wear my mask for you, and uh, (laughs) shit like that, stupid fucking shit. It's just a low-hanging fruit to, to grab at. Again, the social engineers recognize this group dynamic and play on it to promote compliance with COVID-19 public health measures. Consider this PSA from the Texas Medical Association. And it's a picture of a woman who's supposed to be superwoman, and she's wearing a mask and has a red cape. It says, not all heroes wear capes, but they do wear masks. Be a hero. Be a mask hero. Hashtag mask hero. (laughs) By obvious insinuation, if you don't comply with public health measures such as vaccinations to contain the spread of COVID-19, then you do not love and care for the elderly and other vulnerable populations and are thus ripe to be excised from the social group. In this way, in exercising your inborn right to make your own medical choices, you risk becoming a pariah. So it's so ironic and weird what they're doing here and, and how... Easily they can flip the population because the same group of people who are so gung-ho about women's rights and the right to uh, be pro-choice and to have abortions and how, you know, that's just the ultimate fucking symbol of progress in society is to enable a woman to have an abortion whenever she wants and whatever you do what you want to do. I'm not voicing my opinion in any way, but this same group of people are the ones who fucking need you to wear a mask. You gotta wear a mask or you're an asshole and a fucking ignorant lunatic. 
and you have to get the vaccine and this and that. This is the same segment of the population which has been radicalized to support abortions like up to birth. And that's just a, a your my body, my choice type of thing. But these are the same people that fucking make you wear the masks and are telling you what to do with your body, telling you you got to get the vaccine. It's just so hypocritical. And there's been uh, made by Jim Bob on Instagram is always making fucking drawings about this shit and little comics. And that he really hits the nail on the head for a lot of these. But it's just so ironic that these are the types of people telling you what to do with your body when you can't tell them what to do with the body inside their body, which is actually another sentient being, depending on what you believe. I don't know. It says, when the vaccine is marked as a pitch to end the pandemic once and for all and save millions of lives, the screws will turn even tighter. The pressure to vaccinate will further intensify, and those who do not wish to comply will be forced to make hard decisions about how committed they are to exercising their rights. At which point we may arrive at another related tactic the social engineers are sure to use, fear installation. Simple, yet effective. It goes something like, if you don't get the vaccine, X millions of innocent lives will be lost. You who refuse to vaccinate in turn would be responsible for those deaths. No one save a psychopath wants to be a murderer or widely regarded by members of the in-group as one. If emotional appeals fail, the social engineers will be forced to move on to physically alienating and ultimately excising the problematic out-group members from society. The federal government and its corporate partners will set the agenda from on high to be filtered down to smaller sectors of the economy and lower levels of government. International and interstate flights, which are governed by the federal government, will require COVID-19 immunity passports from travelers to board flights. The military will require vaccinations for new recruits. The largest businesses and the closest ties to the federal government will likely be the first to make COVID-19 vaccination a standard prerequisite for employment. So we we all saw this coming. coming. At least people uh, in the community did. Uh, The immunity passports and everyone was saying, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. That's not going to happen, you know vaccination passports in order to travel or even to like go to restaurants or bars or get a job. This shit is, is going down. Uh, in short, while vaccination at gunpoint will remain unconstitutional, the effort will be instead, uh, to make economic survival impossible for those who refuse to vaccinate themselves and their family. Apart from becoming a social pariah, being cut off from access to much-needed resources and institutions will make living normal life virtually impossible. State and local governments will not be immune from these tactics if local jurisdictions refuse to implement complementary regulatory regimes related to COVID-19. They will be coerced from on high with threats of withholding federal funding if need be to comply. So that's the way the government works. They say, if you don't do what we say, we're not going to give you no money and Obviously, they, they want money in order for the dude to get reelected, say the mayor of a town, governor of a state, whatever. They got to be doing these social programs that require money and, and make it seem like they're doing something. So their job is going to be, they'll be out of the job. That's how easy it is to do this shit. You know, that's just the way it works. So it says, this will mean that jurisdiction by jurisdiction and measure by measure, the pressure to comply will compound. Unvaccinated children will be unable to attend public school. Public meetings will be closed off to unvaccinated community members. 
Sports and concert venues will be forced to require proof of vaccine to attend out of fear of legal liability. Access to public resources at the local level as well as the federal level will be cut off for the unvaccinated. And uh, sorry, just as another aside, hate to quit, keep bugging it, button in, but um, what they're doing right now with these stimulus checks, and and the, this is a way of getting the people to adopt into socialism and ultimately communism. Socialism is just communism in a hurry. Uh, and and getting people to accept these checks and become more and more dependent on the government, it's a precursor to to like now it's everyone gets the check no matter what. But eventually it's going to be like, oh, you got to have the vaccine, you got to do this, you got to do that, or or you were you were naughty, so now you don't get no money, now you you don't get any food, you don't get whatever. That's just it's the way communism works. That's why it's such a dangerous ideology and and government system, and that's why people who lived in Communist countries wanted to come to America so bad and fucking hate communism so much because it sucks. It doesn't work the way it's supposed to. It's not what, like, Karl Marx intended. It never gets put together in that way, and it, it never works. And uh, we're being uh, coaxed and prodded into accepting that form of government. And the reason why the government loves it is because they have more control. They have ultimate control. It's fucking, it's a huge power grab. Uh, thus, the psychological screws are tightened even further. With no access to participation in the economy or society, how many American families will be able to resist, no matter how steadfast their opposition to an unproven COVID-19 vaccine might be? Uh, as a society, we have arrived at a determinative crossroads for the future prospects of personal liberty. One path leads to the maintenance of a quasi-free society where the individual retains some degree of medical autonomy and the other leads to a dystopian new norm, the domination of public health decision-making by a small group of largely unelected and unaccountable social engineers, like Bill Gates. And it says, it should be obvious by now that 2020 was the elite's big move. We are entering the climax of a long-planned crisis. Your family, your community, and your countrymen need honest leaders to guide them out of the elite's traps. And uh, goes on to his links. I'll put the link up for this story. I th- I thought he hit the nail on the head. I mean, this is what's happening. We can see it happening all around us. And it just begs the, the, the obvious question, what the fuck is in the vaccine? What is really in the vaccine? And obviously, I don't know. I'm not a scientist who's able to get my hands on this vaccine and and like examine it and go into the, the chemical compounds, or or does it have nanotechnology? Does it have this? Does it have that? Will the first one not have it? Will they sneak some shit into the second one? Because they say you have to get two. The fact is we don't know. We're taking the word, we're taking their word for it, whatever the vaccine companies say. You know, the, the vaccine companies that are just not liable for anything they do and have fucking, can do whatever they want and just make hella money because they're in cahoots with the government. It's a form of fascism. But what we can do is look into the goals of this elitist group who is pushing the vaccination so hard, and they really want everyone to get it. And all of a sudden, they just care about us. All of a sudden, they want us to fucking be be healthy, supposedly. You know what I'm saying? Even though they, they give us all these GMO foods, they give us the shittiest food we could possibly fucking put in our bodies that cause us to get all these diseases you know, fucking cancer. They they irradiate the world with with their five G 
and, and just these radio waves, these cell phones that they push on us so they can collect all of our data that are, they're making us sick. They have, they have an effect on our health. I mean, it, but they, they have all these loopholes and these exceptions for, for these, these telecom companies. So they let them do it and they allow people to get cancer. They don't give a fuck. What I'm trying to say is this government who, who's pretending to care about you all of a sudden doesn't fucking care about you. They certainly don't care about poor people, and we know that because they've just been spreading death and destruction since the genesis of these motherfuckers. But now, all of a sudden, they care about you, and they need you to get this vaccine so you can be healthy. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe in Western medicine that much? Did you know that the third leading cause of death in America is hospitals? Just hospitals fucking up? It's it's a fact. Let's see. Deaths caused by hospitals. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) fucking amazing. 161,000 avoidable deaths occur in hospitals annually. So that's almost like as many as COVID. This is an article from 2018. Modern Medicine, it says, the third leading cause of death in U.S. most doctors don't want you to know about. A recent Johns Hopkins study claims more than 250,000 people in the U.S. die every year from medical errors. Other reports claim the numbers to be as high as 440,000. Do you know what, dude? And you can mark a lot of these fucking COVID deaths as medical malpractice and just medical errors because they were putting all these people onto the fucking respirators, onto the the, the breathing machines. Oh, ventilators. I'm sorry, Ventilators. And they didn't need that shit. And that's a, a ventilator is fucked up. Like it's it's a pretty they stick some tubes down your throat, and, and it's a really gross, like like kind of crazy fucking thing to be on. Um, and they cause a lot of people to die by doing that. So it's, it's dude, Western medicine is just not the way. I mean, it's good at doing some things. You know, if you break your arm or something, you have this get in a car accident, get a gunshot wound or something, then they're great. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. But as far as preventative disease and, uh, you know, actually solving the the underlying causes of these diseases and not just treating symptoms to get people coming back and taking their drugs, like Western science, Western medicine is not doing that shit. And it wasn't designed to do that. It was designed to make money. The medical industry is a business. They're like the, the one of the largest lobbyists to the U.S. government is the American Medical Association and and other medical associations like that and that represent these large pharmaceutical companies and these large hospitals and uh, just everything we're led to believe about the way hospitals operate is largely false. We're, we're led to believe that a hospital is just there to treat you and and make you healthy and and that it's not a business and the way that they fucking do this shit is. They say that they're like a private institution or a um ah what the fuck do they call it? Let me see here. I'll do I'll do the hospital in my town. Nonprofit, maybe it is. So it they they classify themselves as nonprofits. And the reason they do this is to fuck, dude. I just I just read an article about this. Um sorry, I'll I'll delete this, I promise. Hospitals, nonprofit scam. <laughs> I read a really good, yeah, here we go. Fuck, did I already read this? I don't know if I did, but I have to read it again. It's just so 
fascinating. I think I shared it on Facebook or something. But I was looking into the hospital in my town. It's called Carson Tahoe. Beautiful hospital. It's very nice, but I wouldn't say there's anything special about it. Everyone who works there thinks they're very special. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a hater. You know, I, I like doctors, nurses. I know I know a lot of nurses. They're very nice. And uh, but I th- I think the the entire system in itself is flawed, and it and it's they're doing things for the wrong reasons. Um, but this hospital is a nonprofit, and I'm going to tell you why they they do it as a as a nonprofit. But this is what they have to say about their nonprofit status. So it says Carson Tahoe Health is a private nonprofit 501c3 corporation with no stockholders to satisfy. Every dollar generated by and for the healthcare network goes towards local facilities, equipment, programs, services, and reserves. As a nonprofit hospital, Carson Tahoe is here for everyone. And just as during our country hospital, county hospital days, Carson Tahoe never turns anyone away. Financial status is not a condition for treatment or care. So they make it seem like, you know, it's all for you. And and the fucking, the doctors are barely scrounging by. They're barely getting by, man. They, they Everything, all the profit they make is just put back into the hospital. It's used to treat little kids with leukemia. And they're, they're using it to fucking do some like doctor house type shit. Or, you know, it's like scrubs. They're always really trying to get to the bottom of a disease and, and fucking save this guy. And they go home at night and that's all they can think about. And then they fucking wake up in the middle of the night and start writing some formula on the whiteboard to how they're going to save this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? They get people to think that's the way shit works. That's not the way shit works. But but this is the the, the facade that they, they project, that their nonprofit status is strictly to save lives and that nobody's making any money off of these hospitals, even though the shit is so fucking overpriced. And anything you do there, it's, you're not going to get out of there for less than a thousand bucks. Even if you have insurance, because a lot of times insurance won't even cover what you fucking need to get there. But I just want you to understand the way these hospitals work because we have this huge misconception of what's going on here. So this is an uh, uh, article in medicaleconomics.com, and it was written on, fuck, the beginning of this year before the pandemic, uh, January 17th, 2020. It says, how nonprofit hospitals get away with the biggest ripoff in America. This is by Marnie Jameson Carey. Uh, the term nonprofit hides what's really going on. All across the nation, cities big and small are having their pockets picked and their community decimated by their local nonprofit hospitals. How so? Nearly two thirds of our nation's 5,000 hospitals, or around 3,900, call themselves nonprofit, a designation that allows them to avoid paying taxes. Unlike for-profit companies, including for-profit hospitals, nonprofit hospitals pay no taxes. They pay no property tax, no state or federal income tax, and no sales tax. You have to pay tax when you go to the hospital, though. I mean, I think you do, right? Yeah, fuck it. They don't fucking pay any tax. It's, it's a loophole, just like Kanye West started his own church, which is a nonprofit. It's a fucking tax loophole. That's why they do that. Just like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a nonprofit. It's a tax loophole. They make hella money, way more money. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Uh, in exchange, these charitable organizations are supposed to plow what they would have paid in taxes back into the community, largely by way of lowering health care costs or providing free care for those who can't otherwise afford it. But that's not what happens. Instead, those would-be tax dollars go into seven-figure executive salaries, boondoggle retreats, extravagant galas, 
private jets, billboard ads, skyboxes, offshore bank accounts, and to fund special interest lobbyists whose job it is to make sure Congress keeps the sweet deal the way it is. Meanwhile, these same charitable institutions send patients struggling to pay high medical bills to collections and put liens on their houses. America, we are being scammed. It's the biggest abuse of the U.S. tax code by far, said Tom Thomas, a Florida CPA and founder of the Association of Independent Doctors, a national trade association working to stop the injustice. According to the IRS, to qualify as a tax-exempt 501c3 organization, uh, organization must meet these criteria. No part of their net earnings is allowed to inure to the benefit of any private shareholder or individual. This specifically includes earnings by way of profit distribution or excessive salaries, which doctors have excessive salaries. So do the CEOs, so do the fucking people running these places. They make so much money. It's crazy. But they're just trying to help you. They just care. It's really stressful. They need to go to Cabo every weekend or whatever. Uh, No substantial part of their activities can consist of carrying on propaganda or otherwise attempting to influence legislation. Yet, Nearly half of the CEOs in America's leading nonprofit health systems last year had salaries that exceeded $2.5 million. The highest paid, the top executive at Banner Health in Phoenix, received $21.6 million. In St. Louis, the chief of Ascension Health made $13.6 million. And $10.6 million went to the top paid executive of Northwestern Memorial Healthcare in Chicago. Those salaries sure seem excessive in a country where medical bills are the leading cause of bankruptcy. Meanwhile, Atrium Health Foundation, the allegedly charitable arm of the tax-exempt Atrium Health System in Charlotte, North Carolina, had so much spare change, they parked $52 million of it in the Cayman Islands, according to the nonprofit's 2017-990. Now, obviously, the Cayman Islands, that's where the drug dealers put their money. You know, Jay-Z raps about putting money in the Caymans. It's like a Swiss bank account. Uh, To keep the money flowing their way, last year the American Hospital Association, historically one of the top five spenders in Washington, paid $24 million to lobby Congress. Over uh, Over the last 10 years, the American Hospital Association has spent almost $400 million on lobbying, according to the Center for Responsive Politics. So much for not using money to influence legislation, so that clearly... Uh, defying one of the the criterions to be a a tax-exempt 501. It says you can't try to influence legislation, but they're giving $400 million in lobbying to Congress. So fucking corrupt, dude. It's such bullshit. And the fucking news is all in on it. They do no fucking research. They don't, you know, they're not having this person out on 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 their show to expose what's really going on. It's just, dude, the medical industry is such bullshit. And it's fucked up how we're like taught to just hold these, hold these people in such high esteem. Like they're such selfless fucking saints that have have no other interest than to just cure disease and cure sickness. I believe there are people in the industry like that, but I don't think it's everyone by any means. Ah, and you know, it's just crazy, man, how they 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 put out these videos of these people. Fucking entire hospitals, dude, fucking dancing. A choreographed fucking dance, dude, like out in the front lawn of this bitch. I'm sure you guys have seen this. If not, look it up. Just look up fucking TikTok doctors or some shit. Obviously, there's hundreds and hundreds of these videos. When supposedly we're in this big pandemic, everyone's fucking dying. 
We all, all these businesses are getting shut down. Hospitals are supposed to be overrun. But these motherfuckers are out here doing a choreographed fucking dance, bro. Like, what the fuck? It won't be long before they start having dance battles with different hospitals. Like, dude, sh- fuck off with this shit. It's so stupid. I can't believe. I can't believe it. Driving me nuts, man. Sucks to be someone who thinks and does research and tries to find out what's happening. Because then you seem like a dick. <laughs> like You bring this up to an average person, especially if someone like works at a hospital. They're hella sensitive to this shit. Like, I've made a few posts on social media that got me in some hot water. Especially when the when the pandemic first started and they start first started doing the TikTok dances. Like, I, I posted some shit and said how it was bullshit. And then, like, hell of people who I went to school with who had become nurses and shit just freaked the fuck out. And they're like, dude, we're, they're just doing it to relieve stress. They're super stressed. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> oh my god okay so um yeah so much for not using the money to influence legislation just to reiterate over the past 10 years the american hospital association spent almost 400 million dollars on lobbying uh to 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 get things like uh exemption from liability for pharmaceutical companies for their vaccines you know what i'm saying this is what that shit goes to and another th- thing is um one of my persons I know who was a nurse, she posted this thing about how, like, it's this doctor, it, like a TV doctor, TikTok doctor, which they're actually paying these doctors to do the little fucking TikTok videos and promoting it to the front of the algorithm so more people see him. But this guy was talking about how, like, in order to properly respond to the pandemic and, like, save more lives, we have to do do away with any medical malpractice. So basically doing away with any responsibility of the doctor for the mistakes they make because they're saying it's too much red tape, it's too much bullshit paperwork and and things we got to do when we should be saving lives, man. Like we got to be in there fucking – I got to just be doing what I got to do. I can't be held responsible for the motherfucking people that die and shit because I fuck up. I got too many lives to save. So it's, it's totally redundant and like hypocritical and I don't know. It just makes no sense. But people actually believe this in the medical community. You know what I'm saying? I think I really do believe that the people like like nurses and doctors and shit are are some of the most highly brainwashed segments of the population. You know, that's just my opinion. And shout out to to the the responsible, you know, smart thinking doctors and nurses who have come out to speak out against this stuff and 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 talk about it because there are a lot of people and I'm in no way condemning a whole entire industry and, and everybody in it. That would be stupid. But I'm just saying like due to my personal experience, this is what I've noticed. Uh, but there, like I said, a lot of, lots of good doctors and nurses out there, but also a lot of brainwashed ones who are just going with the flow and not really doing what they should be doing. Now it says, uh, now let's imagine if all the money that has gone into excess compensation, offshore accounts, executive perks, and currying political favor actually went to lowering healthcare costs and helping the poor with their medical bills. That would just be crazy. A study by researchers at Yale, University of Pennsylvania, Carnegie Mellon, and the London School of Economics looked at how nonprofits charge and found they don't price any less aggressively than for-profits, a finding that prompted study co-author Zach Cooper of Yale to write, 
We subsidize not-for-profits to the tune of $30 billion annually in the form of tax exemptions, and we have to ask what that money is getting us. Not much. But it could. A few years ago, a business columnist at the Orlando Sentinel looked into what Advent Health, formerly Florida Hospital and Orlando Health, another nonprofit hospital in the same community, would pay in property taxes in just five central Florida counties. The reporter found that if these institutions paid property taxes alone, the community would net an additional $45 million a year. Such a fucking crime what's happening with this shit. In a mid-sized metro like Orlando, $45 million would pay for a lot of school teachers, police officers, skate parks. I just can't add that one. And uh, community health care and financial aid for those who need it. Uh, but instead, the community has seen medical costs go up, property taxes increase, health systems get bigger, and healthcare executives get richer. Nonprofit hospitals also use their tax-free surplus in more insidious ways. They use it to buy up independent medical practices in their communities and turn independent doctors into employed physicians. This consolidation decreases market competition and increases the hospital's market power, meaning they can negotiate higher payments from insurers. It also allows them to layer in facility fees, which independent doctors don't charge. These added fees cause costs to increase three to five times. Oh, and the taxes those previously independent medical practices used to pay into the community? They all come off the tax rolls. We pick up the slack, meaning you and I, the fucking the fucking peons. One way nonprofit hospitals get away with this is by using chargemaster prices when filling out the charitable contribution section of their 990 tax forms. These are made up prices that nobody actually pays that are many times higher than what commercial insurance or Medicare would pay for the same service or procedure. Because nonprofits can make this number up, they can inflate how much they give back to the community as much as they want. This would be like you getting to invent what you paid in mortgage interest and making the number so high it zeroed out your income tax. And by the way, for-profit hospitals provide charitable care to the community and pay taxes. That's a for-profit hospital, not the non-profit. So the, the, the guys who actually pay their taxes and shit, they actually give back. But not the non-profits, not the ones. So everything is just the opposite of what you're led to believe. It, it's, it's amazing. And I'm sorry if you keep hearing a clicking like a bat, bat. My neighbor's getting a new roof. So motherfuckers out there pandle, pounding nails in. Uh, but it's just, isn't it weird? I mean, it, everything we're led to believe is just the opposite, pretty much. What the fuck? It's it's just weird, man. It's just the euphemisms, I guess. Is is was that would that be a euphemism? <sighs> it's funny. Very funny. Ostensibly, the IRS is beginning to crack down and enforce the laws that exist to prevent just this kind of abuse. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa. Chair of the Senate Finance Committee has allegedly written the IRS Commissioner Charles Rettig and asked him to step it up. But not anymore. That was in January, bro. Shit's fucking changed. We're in the middle of a we're in the middle of a pandemic. We gotta give the hospitals more money, more exemptions, more fucking tax free status. The hospitals are overrun, man. We're all gonna die. So, uh, there you have it. How nonprofit hospitals get away with the biggest ripoff in America. I would encourage you to read this article, send it to people and let them know what's up. Cause a lot of people don't know this. I didn't know this and I didn't even, it, until I started researching the hospital here and I was like, 
It's non-profit? Fucking sure doesn't feel non-profit whenever I go there. Shit's expensive as fuck. So I, I did a little research and what do you know? I found out some shit. So last COVID thing, you probably already heard about it, but Fauci predicts a new COVID-19 strain will spread across the U.S. We're all going to die again. Newer strain, fucking more virulent, blah, blah, blah. Actually, no, it said it doesn't appear to be more virulent. Anyways, we're not going to read that. I don't give a fuck. But you can expect more and more of that. More people saying that we're all going to die. You know, we're very in a lot of danger. I went on a lot farther or a lot longer than I thought I would. And I didn't even get to the main thing I wanted to do, which was the recap of everything that's happened. And we'll just briefly look over it just for old time's sake, just for nostalgic purposes. This is an article by the New York Post. Uh, It says 2020 events so far. Yep, these major world events all happened this year. Now we kicked it off with the good old Australian brush fires. Remember those? Fucking, I think laser beams. I'm going to come out there and say it, man. Directed energy weapons. I'm very suspicious of all these giant fires. That they're going to blame on climate change. Of course, it's always climate change. You can never blame weather modification. All the fucking incendiary shit they spray in the sky that dries out the trees and causes them to catch on fire easier. And not to mention, directed energy weapons, man. Fucking laser beams. I think that's what happened in paradise. I think that's what's been happening in California. I think that's what's been happening in Australia. Not necessarily every single fire, but I do think that that's a factor we got to fucking look into. Very suspicious. So, of course, we had, uh, yeah, the devastating wildfire seasons uh, as blazes continued from December 2019 into the new year and burned a record 47 million acres, displaced thousands of people, and killed at least 34, not to mention all the animals, the poor koalas and kangaroos and stuff. Fucking tragic. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle quit the royal family. Who gives a fuck? And then, of course, COVID-19 pandemic. Bunch of bullshit. Saying it resulted in at least 751,000 deaths. I don't know. I would dispute that number. Who really knows what's really happening? And, of course, COVID Kobe Bryant, bro. RIP. Him and his daughter. Fucking terrible, you know. Terrible tragedy. Now, I think this is not without suspicion in itself. I... You know, I'm, I go out there and kind of on some weird, weird limbs that people might not agree with. But I do think that celebrity deaths can be used as like a kickoff to a ritual or, or some some way to impact the public consciousness and just fuck with their brains a little bit and kind of make everyone feel uneasy and just weird and uncertain. Because you have these types of figures like Kobe Bryant, like a legend, somebody who's just larger than life. And like, you know, like when you throw something into the fucking uh, garbage can, you'd be like, Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what you do. He's just such a huge part of the culture and of the world. And just his name is so recognizable. You're one of those guys who you know just by their first name, Kobe. You, you know who, who you're talking about. You're talking about Kobe Bryant. And when, when a guy this big dies and it's so unexpected, like it's not some disease, it's a horrific accident where a bunch of people died, even his daughter, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a it has a weird effect on society. 
And I remember the night before this shit happened, I was in a bar and I was like, basketball was on TV. I don't normally watch basketball, but I saw on TV LeBron James just surpasses Kobe Bryant's all time record. And I think that happened in Philly. He's playing the Sixers. And uh, I was like, does Kobe still play basketball? I didn't know. I didn't know he was retired. I was like, I never watched basketball. I was like, he's pretty, that guy was a good basketball player, you know? Like, <laughs> my dumb ass, I don't fucking know shit about basketball. But um, I thought that was weird. I was like, man, I haven't heard the name Kobe in a while. And then the next day he died. I was at the studio. And uh, Tom, the sound engineer, was like, dude, Kobe Bryant just died. I was like, what the fuck? That sucks. Like, that's weird. I don't know. Like, I didn't know what to think. I was like, man, I was just thinking about him last night. And uh, there's this guy, Zach Hubbard, who does this thing called gematria. What gematria is, is a way of encoding words with numbers. It's, 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 a, it's a language in itself. And, and what it is, it, it goes with the alphabet, like A, B, C, A is 1, B is 2, C is 3, and then you add these numbers together in any word, and then you can like reduce it, and there's all these different rules. And um, basically what this guy does is kind of like go through, he, his whole concept is that like all these big world events are encoded with with gematria with like this hidden these hidden codes that are what exactly is the purpose of it i'm not exactly sure I, it's kind of like a a way of putting things out there in your face and and kind of rubbing it in more and and it, it does something to like increase the magic of it i don't fucking know some weird shit but he went pretty into detail on the kobe death and there are some weird like connections between him and LeBron and like just the numbers of it it's very strange I would encourage you to check out his channel Zachary K Hubbard and a lot of people would just say okay that's just total conspiracy theory because it is like you know it's easy to make fun of it and be like oh uh you know Kobe Bryant was number 34 and there's 34 fucking days from this to that and whatever and he does do shit like that and i don't think his number was 34 i forget kobe's fucking number but um a lot of these connections are just so i don't know they're they're very weird to be like a coincidence so something to look into with that and, and another thing with this guy he's had his youtube channel deleted before they were deleting youtube channels he's had he's on like his 20 something channel <laughs> They just, because he, he goes into like everything that happens and, and draws some gematria ties. I don't, you know, I'm not in any way endorsing it. I'm just saying it's interesting to look into. I don't think everything he says is true. I think some of it's bullshit. I think sometimes he's reaching. But uh, there are some some notable events and connections with gematria. Gematria is a real thing. And uh, it's something that, you know, the foundations of our nation is is encoded with gematria. Big events like 9-11. There's, there's a lot of... Weird things going on with numbers and in Kabbalah and Jewish mysticism and in the Jesuits, there's something going on with Gematria for whatever reason. So there's that with the Kobe Bryant thing. And then there's also that cartoon. Have you guys seen the cartoon where Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash? I fucking forget what it was because it was like a cartoon I had never seen before. I think it was on like that, like Adult Swim or something. 
But it was these kids are walking through this town that's all fucked up, like everything's on fire. And then a helicopter comes down and and crashes, and Kobe Bryant comes crawling out, and then he then it blows up and he dies. So it's like kind of weird, right? The, the prediction of Kobe Bryant dying in a helicopter crash. And there's multiple examples of this. There was also this commercial that he was in where there was like a helicopter. And I, I think he, he like jumps onto a helicopter or slam dunks. A hel- something weird, some weird shit, man. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But I think these there's too many coincidences with these types of big celebrity deaths. Who knows, man? Maybe he didn't even die. Maybe him and Gianna are on some fucking celebrity island hanging out with Tupac and shit. I don't know, man. That that cartoon, though, I mean, watch that shit. They removed that from YouTube, too. And it's another thing to raise your eyebrow. You don't ask questions, slave. Don't think. This never existed. Ah, weird shit. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> Went on a tangent there on Kobe. Uh, and then you had the impeachment of Donald Trump. So the president faced impeachment trial in January on charges that he was asked that he asked Ukraine to investigate former president Joe Biden and his son Hunter. He was ultimately acquitted by the Senate on February 5th. Now, dude, the whole thing with with the the Russian collusion and all that, isn't it funny how for the whole term of this guy's presidency of Donald Trump, everyone was saying Everyone who hated him that he was Russian collusion is what got him election elected the the Russians tamper with the election and that's the only reason Donald Trump won. But now with this election everyone's saying the same motherfuckers are like no the elections are completely legit there's no way that anyone can manipulate our elections that's just ridiculous. No Joe Biden definitely won and it's it's so it's just so hypocritical and, and ironic and weird, and especially the thing with like keeping Hunter Biden's laptop out of the news right during election times when there's all these like weird pedophilia things that he was doing and and weird ties with Ukrainian companies. There there is a real story there with that, but we're only allowed to certain we're only allowed to hate and demonize certain people and other people we have to love. I don't fucking know. I don't feel any way either way. It says Parasite won an Oscar. Didn't watch it. Harvey Weinstein. Disgraced Hollywood kingmaker uh, convicted February 24th of raping an aspiring actress and sexually abusing a TV and film production assistant. And it sparked the Me Too movement. There's a watershed movement for it. Uh, stock market crash because of COVID. Uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average suffered its worst single day point drop ever on March 9th. And this is when people like Jim Murin, the CEO of MGM, they all knew this was going to happen because they knew when the lockdowns would be implemented. People in the know in the government knew what the response would be like in the market. So these people like sold all their stocks stocks at a, at a high and then the market crashed, so they made millions, you know. And then, and then they bought it back at its ultimate low, and then the stocks went back up, and they made a bunch of money. It's called insider trading, and that insider trading, and people like Jim Murin did that at MGM, but he's not the only one. A bunch of people did it. A bunch of people in Congress did all this insider trading during this stock market crash. 
because they caused the market to crash by shutting everything down. They caused this mass panic and people were tripping. So, uh, yeah, fucking big, big surprise, right? And then Jim Muren went on to be named the COVID-19 task force leader. Ah, there's just so much stuff with this bullshit. That, a casino guy being chosen to lead the response to a pandemic. Uh, what a fucking idiot, dude. They're such a joke. Um, then you had the Black Lives Matter protests, of course, with the, the killing of George George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor. And uh, all peaceful protests, they say. And there was no chance of spreading the virus during these protests. They were actually saying stuff like that, like stay home, wear your mask, unless you're going to protest. Don't go to work. Don't open your businesses. But it's okay to go protest if it's for Black Lives Matter. So it's just... Another weird thing that happened there. And, of course, there is a real resentment uh, there with the police and and racist cops shooting unarmed people. Happens more than it should, obviously. Fuck the cops. I'm right there with you on that. Cops kill everyone, all different shapes, sizes, and colors. But they do definitely target certain demographics. And, uh, you know, even with this kind of stuff, though... Man, I'm just so suspicious of everything and, and how many of these events were staged and, and what really went down. Because there's always weird things going on, man. And uh, who knows? There used to be on YouTube like a lot of people who would decipher these types of events, but now they just get censored so quickly. Uh, and, and that happened after Sandy Hook because Sandy Hook was one of those shooting events that was had a lot of inconsistencies and a lot of people were pointing out what was happening and um that shit changed the internet forever because there were too many people talking about it and and asking questions so a lot of channels got deleted and a lot of good content was lost forever um after that and we've been in the wake of that ever since and with COVID-19 things went way up with that so yeah, the the Black Lives Matter thing so weird, and uh, I watched a um, there's this documentary by Curtis Schoon called Red, White, and Black, I think it was, and he he talks about the Black Lives Matter movement. He did this when back in 2016. So conveniently, it's always during an election year that blacks get killed by the cops, and they put it in the news and get people all fucking freaking out. And, and it's always a political gesture and it's, it's usually to get a Democrat elected because historically black people vote for Democrats for some reason, because Democrats act like they care about you or they care about the black communities, which they don't, they're fucking lying. Neither do the Republicans, but they're always Republicans are always made out to be seem like they're racist and, and Democrats are like super tolerant and like all this shit. But basically, the the uh, conclusion that that Curtis Schoon comes to with this video, which I would highly recommend, you could find it on Amazon. I'll, I'll put a link to it. Um, it was a fascinating documentary, and he he talks to a lot of leaders in the black community, different different people, you know, all different types of people. And basically, the conclusion that they come to is that Black Lives Matter is kind of like a Trojan horse to infiltrate the black community and destabilize the family unit to take away like the strong man, the strong black man 
head of the head of the household type of figure with the family and all that and to to like fuck up the family unit and and d- promote the gay agenda and like transgender shit and it and it all has to do with the war on on the on the black male you know cuz that that's a strong dude you know what i'm saying they want to take away that strong manly figure and replace it with like a a transvestite you know what i'm saying so that's fuck and there the, and and like communist shit as well more government control and, and all that and and that's basically what you see with it now there are people you know there is a real sentiment there and there is a real injustice is taking place but this black lives matter organization in itself is highly suspicious and uh it is definitely has some nefarious connections so i would recommend watching that and then uh after that what do we have? Kim Jong-un, death rumors. North Korean supreme leader fueled speculation that he was either gravely ill or dead after he missed events commemorating his grandfather, Kim Il-sung, on April 15th. But he reemerged 20 days later in photos. Who knows if it was the real guy? Maybe it's a clone. Well, they all look the fucking same. Somebody had to say it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> Biden becomes presidential nominee, Democratic presidential nominee. So the former former VP clinched the party's nomination in June despite a crowded primary field with Senator Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Mike Bloomberg. Now this was an interesting event. Joe Biden is such a fucking idiot. And like... (laughs) He's just losing it. And I don't even think it's his own fault. I feel bad for Joe. He's just not all there. He's old. He's losing his fucking mind. He doesn't perform well. He doesn't speak well. He slurs his words really bad. And uh I don't I don't know, man. It's this guy. This fucking guy. I can't believe he became the president. It's fucking nuts. Then again, I can't believe Donald Trump became president. It's all such a joke. But an interesting thing that I don't think many people talk about is the connection with Mike Bloomberg. You remember Mike Bloomberg was one of the Democratic nominees or like during the primaries, seeing who will be the Democratic nominee. He was one of the dudes. And he he was like a short little guy and, and Donald Trump was making fun of his little hands and he would debate Donald Trump and supposedly he used to be a Republican, but now he's a Democrat and... Ah, all this fucking shit. But an interesting connection that doesn't seem to be talked about very much is the connection between Mike Bloomberg and Johns Hopkins University. Johns Hopkins has been like the leading organization that gives us all of our pandemic information, all of our statistics, the maps, the fucking graphs, all this shit, the the recommendations on masks, and all this stuff, all this research that we're using to respond to this pandemic. And the official name for Johns Hopkins is the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Like, Mike Bloomberg donated so much money to this organization that he's like pretty much owns it and runs it. And of course, it's one of those other, you know, nonprofit type of fucking things, loophole motherfuckers where they're still making hella money, but they say they're not because it's it's always the opposite of what they say. But that's a connection that I I, I think isn't like pointed out enough is, is the connection between Mike Bloomberg and in that organization. It just goes to show you like nobody gets to that position by accident. It's not random. It's not just some guy who wakes up one day and is like, you know, I think I'm going to run for president. 
And then all of a sudden you're up there on stage debating Donald Trump. That's not, that's not how it fucking works, dude. Uh, there, there's like other shit going on. It's a big club and you're not in it. So interesting connection there. And then you had uh, Joe Biden become president. And, you know, I remember him and Kamala were beefing a bunch. And then all of a sudden he turns around and makes her the, his, her his VP. And I think the ultimate goal behind the Joe Biden presidency, the guy's obviously not suitable to be president. He can barely put a sentence together. I think the plan has always been to put Kamala in there. Similar to what they did with Obama. It's like a one-term senator who comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden becomes president. It's because they're handled by someone. There's He's been groomed for that position. And I think Kamala is that person to be that, like, the great reset type fucking... Um, president who's just handled to do the their new world order shit yeah i I think they've i really think they might have been like a mishap with the donald trump presidency like like an accident like they fucked up and didn't expect this guy to actually win and he kind of threw a wrench in the works and fucked shit up but i don't know we can only speculate there are people who say it was all part of the plan in the beginning which it very well could be i don't know so um Blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. Uh, you had the Ghislaine Maxwell thing, the Epstein co-conspirator who, you know, they were sex trafficking all these people. Epstein didn't kill himself. Let's not forget that. Oh, dude, the murder hornets. Remember that? Man, right when we had the pandemic fucking just starting to pop off and the Black Lives Matter, you know, all the cops killing all these people. And then we had murder hornets. Fuck, I almost forgot about those. Those were cool. I I wish I got to get stung by one. That would have been just great. Oh, and then we had the Beirut explosion. That was a big deal. Another mysterious explosion that I'm not sure we'll ever get to the bottom of, but that shit was fucking nuts. Uh, the official stories, it was a massive explosion at a Beirut port uh, on August 4th by the accidental detonation of 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate killing at least 190 people and injuring thousands and also just decimating the city. That was nuts. We all saw the video. Some people were uh, theorizing maybe it was another direct energy type attack. Who the fuck? Or a missile? Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, Then you have Kamala Harris chosen as Democratic VP candidate. Oh man, I heard the funniest clip on on the No Agenda show. So so Kamala Kamala like she has this thing where she really tries to be black, but she's like not. She has like the whitest family. Uh and she was like talking about how she celebrated Kwanzaa and, and how her and and the elders would like sit around and fucking do all this Kwanzaa shit. And, like, her whole family is why, I don't know, dude, it's just very, she's just such a fucking liar. And it's it's hilarious to hear this chick lie about how she, how she fucking celebrated Kwanzaa coming up in Canada or whatever. I don't fucking know. It was pretty, I, I got a kick out of it. But, uh, yeah, so she was a California senator, and she's the first black woman and first Asian woman on a major party's presidential ticket. So what is she? Is she black or is she Asian? She's both, apparently. She's the first of both. 
Ah, so yeah, it just goes to show you all. You, you just got to look the part. You got to be the the proper color to get in there and and play that role. Chadwick Boseman died. Black Panther dead. Four year battle with colon cancer. Bummer. Never saw Black Panther actually. West Coast wildfires. That was a big one. Deadliest wildfire season ever, they say, or something like that. Burned millions of acres, displacing hundreds of thousands of people. Another thing where you're like, directed energy weapons? I don't fucking know. Arson? Who knows? Oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died as well. All about gender equality. Just loved abortions. She's a fucking... Yep, big abortion chick. Um, Trump got COVID. Everyone was wishing death and and despair upon him because his MAGA rallies killed so many grandmas and now things came full circle and he got COVID. So a lot of people were saying they, they hope he dies and stuff. That was classy. Eddie Van Halen died. Joe Biden became the president-elect, created his own... Office of the President-Elect, which was new. Alex Trebek died. These are all just deaths. What the fuck? I had a... Man, I had a different timeline that was, like, way better than this one. Uh, And then the COVID-19 vaccine and blah, blah, blah. So that was a shitty timeline. Sorry for wasting your time with that. Fuck the New York Post. There was so much more that happened. And... Anyways. I don't know. I just don't know, but here we are, 31st of December, going into the new year. I really hope next year's better, but uh, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Anyways, I think I'm going to end it there. I've been talking forever. Hopefully you picked up something worth listening to in this little podcast of mine. I hope you guys have a great night and, uh, you know, enjoy your New Year's. Celebrate, have some champagne, whatever you do, whatever, whatever helps you get through the day or through the night, rather. And uh, thanks a lot for listening. Here's a a new song you might not have heard from me. It's like a little thing I did for this uh, contest thing. Hopefully you like it. I will talk to you more next week. Let's, Peace out. Let's get it. Yeah, don't need to whine and dine or I just rhyme if I should get wet. Got models riding dick and I ain't even like to go yet. I ride in big jets. One glimpse of the guy you mighty impress. Just don't fight with this fucking your fam up like flying in. Says been blessed with the style that's wild and foul like birds with no cage. Constant honest, conscious, rhymes, homage. Can serve it both ways. Don't place to throw shade. I shine too bright, it won't stay. From time to time, I'm quite inclined to ride around and go crazy. Blazing trees. Lacing beats with flaming heat on major yeah. league. A major thing, your brain in me. That's why she got them scraped on me. Man's the type who pass a night with gas igniting. Tanner bites the panty snatch, a granny slap with backwards. Anti vaxxer guy. Line killed the wine, mill the robber, build the sight unseen. Most of all, the walk this floating ball. Since the place is seen, I'm twice as mean. I like to bleed, it's nice of me, so what's the deal? Since this COVID shit, nothing feels fucking well. Yo, life is a dream, wait, no, it's a nightmare. Devil don't fight fair. Mike, when he bite is, yo, when the brawl, then fall, I'm right here, ready to die. 
job, it's yeah. what I care. What? Get that futuristic feature like I'm Eva Musk or something. Cause my rap is bad, like that ass on the sluts. I'm fucking bad catastrophe for bastards keep harassing me. Despite the bullshit laws, every bar's at full capacity. Actually, I have to see it raps, even the way to go. Cause even if some way I blow, I still can't fucking play a show. Poses say the gangster win them more like cameras tattling. They're calling cops complaining now the neighbors had a gathering. It's fascism that's happening, so mad I might shoot your biscuit. That is, unless I get to do a song with futuristic. Yo, look it up. Homage, <laughs> the line killer.